or they're running late all the time. And that was me. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm running late, but no, like, you know what? Like that was, I'm overstepping someone's boundaries by being late. Like how dare me, you know? And I think being, um, having instilling that those boundaries and because our time is our greatest asset. So if we're not honoring our time and we're not present in our time, we are never going to be satisfied and we're never going to have enough because, because that's what boundaries are about. It's setting up your like little departments, right? Like if we, if you thought about it, or if you ever worked corporate America or anything, everything has a department. And if we don't, if we don't work, set our boundaries up in little departments, we're so scattered and we're all over the place. We'll, we will never be operable <laughs> as a human <laughs> because we are just in five different departments at once. And we can't do that. Like a business can't run like that. A corporation can't run like that. What's up, my soul sister? Welcome to the Happy, Purposeful, and Free podcast, where we are all about going after our dreams, living aligned with our soul's purpose, and playing all out. I'm your guide, Katrina Lully, life and biz mentor, entrepreneur, mama four, wife, and big kid at heart. This is where you will get the realest of the real from me and our special guests about living a life with passion, alignment, and what's true for you. We don't do the small talk around here. We are all about being who we are, sharing the tools, tips, all the behind the scenes, and inspiring stories that empower you to boldly pursue your life. I will share all the goods on life, business, and relationships so that you can start living your happy, purposeful, and free. Let's do this thing together. So happy to be back in the seat with you. Happy to be here with another episode. I love my guest for you today, and I know you're going to love her too. Megan is an experienced empowerment and life strategist coach who can help you shape your perspective into a healthy and productive one. She has a passion to help women build a life they desire by living from a place of rest, joy, and alignment. Yes, please. I love that so much. She has 20 years of leadership experience in developing people to live their life to the fullest potential. The essence of her work is to facilitate self-growth by helping you identify boundaries and the core challenges in your life so that you can overcome them with confidence. Megan and I met um, a while back and I just knew I had to have her on the podcast. So Megan, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. I'm so um, grateful to be here. So thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Okay. So we, we got the, the bio of who you are, but tell us a little bit more about who Megan is. Well, I am a wife of, um, I'm a wife. I've been married almost 15 years and, um, I have a, a 14 year old, uh, son and a 13 year old daughter. And I, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm a, a life coach. I love helping women, but what I really am is just, I'm, I'm a mom who is just, my passion is to be able to live in a peace place of like peace and joy. And I want that to be contagious for everybody. Um, I think, you know, we are, we get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of just so much that we lose sight of what's so important. So that's me. Yeah, absolutely. And I know being a mom, like 
we can very easily get caught up in that too, right? Because we're we're trying to mom, we're trying to do our business, we're trying to do all of the things. And how do you set aside time for yourself in all well, of that? Yeah, you know, this is, I think, self-care. And when I'm working with my clients, I think self-care is absolutely number one priority, right? And I remember being so overwhelmed when my son was little. Um, He has a severe anxiety. We had to go to a therapist and the therapist told me, you know, you need your oxygen mask on mom before anybody else. And and I, that really hit home for me for the, and he's 14 going on 15. And, and, you know, so the way that I sell, sell, uh, set time for myself is, I make it a priority every morning. Like I am not going to deviate from that because my morning time, my morning time is something where it gets me grounded, you know, and, and I look and, you know, you know, like, you know how, when the kids are like little and toddlers and stuff, like you just feel like it's like, everything's a blur. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of living that way. And I don't want my kids to instill, I don't want to instill that in them that it's okay to be hectic and crazy all the time. So it's contagious now. My morning time, my husband has morning time, my son has morning time, and my daughter does. And that's the one first thing priority that I do every morning. I, I love that so much. And I think it's uh, important for all moms to hear that message and to, I mean, not just moms, but women in general, because it's in our nature to, to go do all the things and especially for other people first. And I think it's just so important that we, you know, find that time and create that time. And it, and it is very important. Even if you only get five minutes in, 10 minutes in, whatever it is to start out, like any, any amount of time is going to serve you. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, and I think too, we'll talk about boundaries because I'm so passionate about it, but even just having boundaries with like your digital devices and the boundaries within yourself, like the first thing you could do is always grab something. Right. But you know, that, that, um, that that um, morning time, you know, it might have been five or 10 minutes, but now it's a half hour scheduled um, in my morning time every every day, you know, and it's something that I, I need, you know, so absolutely so passionate about it. Absolutely. I agree with that. So I love asking my guests this question. I love finding out what did you want to be when you were a little girl? What did you want to be when you when you grew up? Um, That's a great question. I wanted, I always loved the hospitality industry because I was so extroverted, like, you know, I, and I love to travel. So I got involved in that. Um, I had an early career uh, with hospitality and, and then, um, and then I just, I saw how it was like red and it was like flashy and fun. And, but you had to work a lot, right. You had to work a lot to get time off. Um, so when I, um, I always wanted to be in hospitality and I was there and, um, I loved it. I met my husband in that career, but, um, the, uh, it just wasn't for us after I started to have a family. And then I kind of fell into my passion um, organically and, um, serving women. And I think I always had a passion to serve. Um, I just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And how long have you been doing the coaching and what you're doing now? Well, I was in leadership, like I said, for the, like you said, for the last 20 years, um, I had a great successful, um, opportunity with a direct sales company with a network marketing company. And I was a top income earner for five years. And then I transitioned. What happened was I heard a voice. I really like, I was just, I heard something in my heart and my, um, you know, I'm faith-based. So, you know, whatever you, you believe in, but God spoke to me and I heard coaching and I, and I was like, you know what? I know that everyone has gifts and everyone has tools. And, and I just felt like I wasn't being um, able to 
utilize and serve in that capacity. So I just sat back and listened and I was obedient. And it was the first time I had to like really set back and, and um, be uncomfortable and not just go, go, go. I had to be still and quiet for a big season last year in my life. So I transitioned um, from um, coaching a, a team and a, a huge quantity of women to transitioning to one-on-one about a year ago. Mm. And one-on-one is such a beautiful space. And uh, I love your story. You're not the first one I hear. I feel like network marketing is, you know, the the quote unquote gateway drug (laughs) into Mm -hmm. what, you know, finding our passion and into like opening up to what else is possible for us. It's so true. And there's this book that I love, uh, I'm reading. I love it. And it's about um, money mindset. And they said, if you ever, you know, if you ever want to be successful in business, start with network marketing for five years, uh, because you really learn how to become a business owner. You learn how to, you know, it's just an incredible um, structure. Um, and I'm grateful for that. But I always feel when one door closes, another one opens as well. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So let's get into like the meat of what we want to talk about that those boundaries. And I I think this is such a beautiful topic to talk about. And, you know, the more awareness we can get around them and understanding what not only boundaries are for that we put on other people, but what we create for ourselves. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I, okay. Yeah, no. So what we create for ourselves as well. So dive into like what boundaries is what you know, and and how you serve and help your clients with this. Yeah, okay. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity um, to let me speak on this. And I always say boundaries are um, boundaries are built. They're not like you we have to build boundaries. They're not like we don't learn boundaries, right? Like, as a child, um, it really starts with our childhood, you know, and I look back where my childhood came from and it was so dysfunctional and, and I had to cut my family out of my life. And, you know, it's the most unnatural thing to say, but I came from a long line of alcoholics and addiction. And, and once I started again healthier, I am sober 17 years as of the other day. And, and I got into that realm of setting boundaries for myself and, and letting in a healthy and keeping out the unhealthy, um, that's when you start becoming stronger, right? And like I said, as a child, I was never, I was never taught boundaries. I mean, we're we're taught, yes, this is right, this, no, this is wrong, but what we, how we feel and how firm we are in those, in those decisions, you know, people feel bad for having boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that comes into a lot of like people pleasing. Once you're a people pleaser, all your boundaries are kind of out the window. But when I'm working with my clients, I'm very visual and I want them to know, like you are standing in your garden and your garden is gorgeous and it's beautiful. And you have a gate around your garden and a, and a fence. You have a fence around that garden. You choose to what you open that gate up to, you know what I mean? And we choose us individually, we choose what we let in and we choose what we let out. And a lot of us, we just feel like we need to take everything on and that's not the case. So I really started setting boundaries and not feeling bad for them probably 17 years ago when I started getting sober, you know, and, um, and, and then, um, it's like, a, it's just like any muscle, right? The more you, yeah. the more you work out, the more that you could do it. And, you know, and, and it's just that, I think, and I feel as if, if I don't set boundaries for myself, what kind of um, role model or what kind of um, characteristics am I setting for my children, right? So I need to set those boundaries. So my foundation is strong. So they look at me and they know how to have that foundation. 
I think that's so important. And, you know, setting those boundaries for ourselves. I mean, truly that's what, who we're doing it for is for ourselves to protect our energy, to protect our garden, to, you know, and sometimes that's boundaries from outside perspective from people, places and things. And then sometimes it's for, for, from ourselves because we can't, you know, if we're indulging in things that we say we don't want to indulge in anymore or things that we know are not serving us, like, you know, phone time or screen time or things like that. Um, what are the, what are, what are those kind of boundaries look like for, for women? Yeah. And, um, those boundaries. So for example, I'm going to talk about business because I really needed to learn how to set boundaries in business. Right. So I learned how to set boundaries when I got sober with my family and then you become a business owner. It's like, okay, you want to be there for everyone. You want to do it. You want to be available at all times. Right. So now I'm learning how to set boundaries in business. And I was available at all times until I got burned out. And, and it's like when the pain is great enough, you make those changes, right? So I run office hours and in network marketing, I was like, oh my gosh, I like, I thought it was taboo, right? Cause we're, we're social media based. We want to be available for everyone at all times. So setting business boundaries that worked for me, business hours that worked for my family really changed my business for me uh, because I wasn't burnt out. And I also had that time where I didn't have that mom guilt. I was able to spend intentional time with my family, with my, my children, and then switch and then be, be able to be present a hundred percent for my business. Yeah. And I love that this being, is being talked about more and more because there's a lot of noise out there that, Oh, you need to be available. You need to hustle. You need to grind. You need to do all, all the things. But like you said, that burns us out. That means our energy is not the best energy we could be putting out. Yep. And, you know, I always say this about the the technology because um, I'm really, really big about taking a day of rest, 24 hours, unplugging. Um, it was something that gave me anxiety in the beginning, right? Like I was like jonesing, like I had to be on at all times, but now my, my, my phone goes off for 24 hours on the weekend and I'm only minimal on certain other days. Um, but that not only do I look forward to that, my family looks forward to that because now they don't have technology for 24 hours and we, we really regroup as a family. But what I share with my clients is you get a notification, nothing is urgent. Yeah. <laughs> we are in responsive mode all the time. And think of how bad that is for our bodies. We're always like ready to respond, right? So we're not in rest and we're not present if we're always ready to respond. So uh, digital diva, uh, digital um, device boundaries is something I'm really passionate about. Yeah. And I, I tell, tell my clients too, and I even actually had a conversation with my daughter a couple of weeks ago because uh, her and they not, they're not friends anymore. A girl, we're having some problems. And I just was, this is something like I learned early on is nothing. There is nothing that actually requires a response. You like within 24 hours. And unless it's life or death, literally there's nothing outside of that. You can sit on it and pause for those 24 hours and explaining that, like where you're at right now, when you first get that message, where you're at in 24 hours, you could be a totally different space where you, where you might have a different response, you know, especially yeah. if it's something that like kind of triggers you or brings something up or you, you know, when you feel that need, like, oh, I better have to respond to this person. And that's when it comes from a place of lack, rather than if you allow yourself that space and time, your answer might still be the same, but where you come from could be a whole lot different. 
Yeah, I love that. And also, and that, and that does tie in with the emotional boundaries. Like you're giving yourself time. Like you are putting that your, your fence up, you're not letting your gate open and you're giving yourself time to reflect. And um, we're so programmed, right. To instantly respond, you know, that's how we're being programmed and that's how our our children are being programmed. So I'm having um, those boundaries are so key. I remember when I started network marketing, my, the phone became the third the phone became the third person in bed in our room. Right. And, 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 you know, and we're hustling and we're providing and we're, we're now like, you know, like as a mom, we're doing it all. And, and the phone became the third person. And, and, you know, my husband got resentful, you know, and, and it's just, it's just awareness and then communication needs, but I didn't have those boundaries. I was overstepping the boundaries by using the phone too much. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that same thing has happened in our house, even, even just having, we had this conversation yesterday with our, my husband and I did and our family, cause he gets frustrated with the kids and, you know, around phones and things and, you know, really evaluating where is that coming from and like looking at what actually works, what doesn't work. Hey, my sister, I just wanted to pop in here really quick and invite you to an incredibly beautiful and light space my own private Facebook group over on Facebook, the Be Rooted Sisterhood, aligned with your highest self. This is a space for women who are ready or are already stepping into alignment with their highest selves. This is the space to meet other like-minded women, receive inspiration, tips and tricks on living life fully aligned. When we decide that we are worth showing up for and connected to the root of who we are, we are unstoppable in life, business, wealth, and relationships. So I want to extend you an invite to this incredibly special space. This is where we are all gathering, coming together to learn, to grow, to be in community with, and share our lives with one another. I also pop in there with inspiration, tips, tricks, information, all of the things when things first come out. If you are not on my mailing list, then this is the space to be, but you should also definitely be on my email list. Head on over to Facebook or check the show notes for the link, but it's the Be Rooted Sisterhood. I cannot wait to see you in there. But I want to like, I want to go a little bit deeper and find, you know, talk a little bit more about, okay, boundaries. That's, that's, that's great. Like setting up these boundaries, but really, really, why do we need these boundaries in our lives? Why do we need to set these things up in place? I mean, what is, what is on the other side? Like, how do we recognize where a boundary needs to be placed and maybe one needs to be shifted? Yeah. Um, I think too, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't want to say, um, I have a great faith, you know, so I, 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 I believe, I believe in Jesus, right? Jesus is my savior. Um, But like a lot of the boundaries are biblical too. You know what I mean? Like there's a way that we are supposed to live because of the fact that like, you know, it says, and, uh, and if you're not faith, you don't, I mean, of course, boundaries are so important, but Jesus is the one who had the, the most amazing boundaries. I mean, Jesus, uh, you know, and the savior of the world had amazing boundaries. He knew when to take care of people. He knew when to say no. Mm. And I, and I, and I love that because like, I don't want to feel guilty for saying no and putting myself first because I'm, I feel like I'm putting somebody last. That's not the case. Right. So I also think too, time is our most important asset. Like if you step back, you could be, you could be 
time rich or you could be time time poor. Mm-hmm. And I think having a lack of boundaries, a lot of people who have a lack of boundaries are always feeling like they don't have time to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or they're running late all the time. And that was me. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm running late, but no, like, you know what, like that was, I'm overstepping someone's boundaries by being late. Like how dare me, you know? And I think being, um, having instilling that those boundaries and because our time is our greatest asset. So if we're not honoring our time and we're not present in our time, we are never going to be satisfied and we're never going to have enough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Because, because that's what boundaries are about. It's setting up your like little departments, right? Like if we, if you thought about it, or if you ever worked corporate America or anything, everything has a department. And if we don't, if we don't work, set our boundaries up in little departments, we're so scattered and we're all over the place. We'll, we will never be operable (laughs) as a human (laughs) because we are just in five different departments at once. And we can't do that. Like a business can't run like that. A corporation can't run like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so, so good. Like that never having enough and we're always chasing and we're always trying to fill and seek. And like you said, I, I, and I didn't quite think about it that way until you just said that in that lack of the people with lack of time have lack of boundaries. Like relating the two is so beautiful because we all say we all have the same 24 hours in the, in the day. We all have that. And it's dependent upon how we, how we are spending that time. And you're right. Like, okay, if you're sitting on the phone and you have an hour to scroll social media, do you really need an hour to scroll social media? Give yourself 20 minutes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what can you do with that remaining 40 minutes of your time? Yeah. You could get so much done. You could, you could do something that's actually going to fill your cup because we know that most of the time when we're scrolling social media, we're going into comparison. We're losing our joy. We're like t- saying stories. It's not to fill our cup up, right? Most of the right. time. Some, right. There's some people out there it does, but not, not most people we talk to. So doing that. I, and so relating those two is so, so important. And I think like seeing the bigger impact of boundaries, because, you know, boundaries can be seen as like, oh, this is just something I do. Well, there's, there's purpose behind it. There's reason behind it that is serving you in a deeper way that I think that, that many people realize. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could go into boundaries in every, probably every like area of your life. I mean, from money to your health, like even like when, when like I'm an emotional eater, I want comfort food. Like I don't have boundaries with myself. Then I have to check my boundaries. Like there's so much, you know, so much that different areas, relationship, relationship, you know, business. But when you were talking about the um, scrolling on social media, what I work with my clients is like, we do batch work. Like if you work from home, you do batch work. You set an app. It's Focus Keeper. I absolutely love it. It gives you 25 minutes. You put it on. And I know for 25 minutes, intentionally, I'm going in to do my job on social media. You could get a lot done in 25 minutes. Then after five minutes, a little timer goes off and you get a break for five minutes. And then you go check your other notifications. I mean, my social media addiction was so bad that I had to remove the apps because it was muscle memory. And I think Mm -hmm. too, I actually put an app on my phone to count how many times I went to go check my social media and it was alarming. And I'm like, what is my mental load when I'm doing that? Right. Where's like, so I think having boundaries with ourselves and having that reality check that check-in, right? Like that check-in. Okay. I checked my social media 480 times today. What is that doing to my mental load? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not 
if you do that, then your, your mental load for 480, maybe minute. Well, I don't even know how many time in time that takes, but is checking into something that's not adding service or value to you. Yeah. Or providing that rest. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Or providing that rest. Wow. I know there are times I have a, a timer on my phone that tells me how much I'm on social media and it varies week by week. And I'm like, yeah. okay, no wonder I felt tired today or no wonder I was a little more crabby with my husband and kids today because yeah. I was on not filling my cup up or giving myself that, um, that mental rest or, you know, spending the time, be more present in our lives, be more present in our lives. And so yeah. I think putting those boundaries up, you know, it's not a bad thing to put those timers on your phone. That's like, okay. After this amount of time, you're out, you're cut off, you know, yeah. until it, until it switches things up. And like you said, in the, you know, in the, in the beginning, it's like building that muscle. It truly is building that muscle. And I remember putting boundaries in, um, you know, kind of flipping over to relationships when I had to put some boundaries up with my family. And I still sometimes you know, break those boundaries, but instead of going into like the shame and the, the anger and the, like all of the things, like I just realized, Oh crap. Okay. I did it again. Okay. Let's, let's reinforce this a little bit more. And it's, I think with people, it's probably more difficult than anything else is those boundaries with people because we don't want to hurt people's feelings and we, and we don't, and we don't want to feel bad about ourselves. You know, I always got to check what is my motivation behind reaching out to this person when they're on my boundary list, you know, all of those things. Absolutely. And with, when it comes to relational too, is our expectations, right? Like our expectations of people, like, you know, it's our expectations. We own those expectations. It's not them. Like, so having clear boundaries with our expectations, I know this person might do this, but I really hope they would do this, you know, like vice versa. Um, I think having boundaries with family and friends is absolutely the hardest because, we are grown individuals, we're adults, and we have the the way that people treat us is the way that we taught them to treat us. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right. So like it's just it, and so starting to like build your boundary muscles up with family and friends, especially family is the hardest, but you could do it in a loving, kind and compassionate way without being harsh and and also too, um, you don't want to hurt their feelings. And, you know, for example, something for so simple, for example, like I have clients, like say, for example, you have to talk to your mom and you know that she's going to comp- like whatever, but also self-care is priority. You can go ahead and make your walk time. If you're going for a 15 minute walk, talk to your mom on your walk. Right. So you're feeling like you're like doing something for yourself. And then you're setting that boundary. Hey mom, I'm walking real quick. I have 15 minutes. I, I'd love to catch up with you. Mm. I got to go after 15 minutes. So like, you're not offending anybody. You're just setting your own limitations on what you're going to let into your gate. Mm. I, I love that. That is such a, such a beautiful little tool right there. Like if you don't need to want to have a conversation with somebody who is triggering or difficult and you know, you don't want to have much time. Like this is walk with it. Cause then you're like moving that energy through your body at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. I love that so much. So good. What else? Is there anything else like that's coming up for you around this topic that you really want to share before we, before we go? Um, well, you know, I just celebrated 17 years of sobriety and I, and that I always reflect really deep on the, on this time every year. And, and I think, I mean, you know, being, um, I got sober when I was 25 and not having 
a lick of boundaries for myself at that, you know, from 15 to 25. Right. And then once I, um, put down the alcohol, I really started instilling boundaries, but I just think like anybody, if I just think anyone could set boundaries and the ones, like I said, once you start sending, setting boundaries for yourself, it's more contagious. Right. So like, you know, and I, and I think about the sobriety, like, you know, to me, like that was the best way to ever set boundaries for myself, which has given me that foundation just to keep on building. Because you think of your, think of yourself as a, a beautiful masterpiece. We are all created beautifully and perfect, right? Like we all are, it's us that hurts our image, right? Yeah. But we are created beautifully and perfect. And that foundation, once you start letting that negative stuff in, it's cracking your foundation. Once you put those boundaries in place, your foundation is so hardcore that you got, you just keep building on top of it. Yeah. Mm, That's so beautifully said. And so I think key in remembering, you know, a big part of why, why you do that and why it's, you keep them there with grace because we're human. We're going to falter one way or another here and there, but the more you do it, like you said, building that muscle, setting that foundation, uh, it just becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of who you are and you do it in a way where you don't actually have to think about it so hard anymore. And so it just becomes your way of being. And um, you'll see the results in ways you would never expect. That's what I've found when I've, when I started doing that in my own life and when I started to like, it's my way of being now. And I don't, I don't have the, the, the panic when the phone rings or I see the text message. It's just like, okay, I'm not answering that right now. So it's so, it's it's awesome. It it ends up like just evolving into um, the most beautiful thing. Yeah. And the, the biggest, the most important thing we could say to say to ourselves is no. Yes. Like <laughs> the most important word is no, right? We learn that, you know, your toddler will say no to you 500 times. They're setting their boundaries, right? Yes. Right. Like after we like turn three, like when we turn four or five, like then why don't we say no to it? Right. They know their boundaries. Right. So like, no is the most important word that you could say to yourself and then gracefully approach it in a way where you're doing yourself a service and the other person a service too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so good. Megan, thank you so much for shining your light and bringing that to us. Where can everybody find you? Okay. So I am on Facebook. Thank you so much for, um, for that. I am on Facebook, Megan DeVito. I am on Instagram, Megan.DeVito. And then my website is www.megandevito.com. Um, I would love to connect with anybody. And I just want to wholeheartedly thank you. I love, I love the opportunity. I am so grateful for you. Um, your clients and your network are just so lucky to have you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're so welcome. much for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can so please if you liked what you heard it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.